1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard With the season over Clubs begin announcing plans for next season With Rangers and Kilmarnock Revealing who'll leave in the summer Neil Doncaster's warning Any legal action by Hearts Will have a financial impact on the other clubs But the SPFL Chief Exec does believe Some are open-minded about reconstruction I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy Duff, day 58 <laughs> <laughs> Know that I'm counting Oh, day told day you, day of day of We're still, we're still, the we're still buzzing The phone in still <laughs> Red hot uh, Yeah as Well what's happened since, since last week Duff Celtic have been crowned mm. League champions Jumping, yeah. Nine in a row Congratulations to, to Neil Lennon mm. And his players Hats are down But possibly not The last that we've heard Of that If they go through With, with legal action And um, Play of the years are we, are we going to have a blather tonight About who would have been Scooping uh, the awards Had the, the votes still been going I know the Scottish Football Writers mm. Association Are still going to have um, theirs But um, yeah that could be an interesting I think uh, that'll be a virtual well. award then <laughs> Aye something like that I <laughs> Yeah I think we will do that Clearly mm. lots of you have still got things on your mind From Monday's declaration uh, But nevertheless I think it's time we freshen things up a little bit So with the league campaign definitely over And the Scottish Football Writers Association Announcing they will still give an end of season award Quite simply we're asking you Who's your player of the year? Who is your player of the year? Who are the other contenders? Who's your young player of the year? We've put a poll or a couple of polls on Twitter. So if you want to take part there, that would be great at Clyde SSB. But more importantly, phone in and quite simply tell us who is your player of the year. 01419511025. That said, Jim, uh, it was only Monday. This is only Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So still a lot of... Um, of soul searching being done about whether we, we made the right call and how we came to that decision how do you feel looking back on it all now we've kind of followed it every step of the way and eventually the decision was made on Monday yeah I mean we, we were on the show weeks ago as Matt says 58 days and we thought listen let, let's wait until the last possible time but there's no sign of anything changing and you know we're still currently under lockdown in Scotland so therefore I think you know it was right to make the decision uh, eventually and you know we have to congratulate Celtic as worthy winners uh, there's absolutely no doubt about it um, we had some Rangers fans on to start the season saying oh the best signing that they've had uh, is, is not for Rangers it's for Neil Lennon signing the, the, the new contract but it's been fully justified fully vindicated by Celtic uh, and uh, you know it's a tremendous achievement to, to get that uh, ninth title so listen um, congratulations uh, to Celtic you know the, the heart situation will drag on uh, we're hearing the government all the time talking about the R, the very you know very important. Well, the R's reconstruction when it comes to Scottish football, so uh, that never goes away either. And every time you know there seems to be like, can we move forward? We seem to t- always try and drag it back a little bit, Mark, to to all discuss right. or oh, what else can we do to to save you know s- some clubs. But for me, mm. I think we've got to move forward now. I think that you know we've made the decision. People can agree with it, people can disagree with it, but it's done. Yeah. Let's look forward to. Trying to make our sport Get our sport back on track yeah. again Yeah like I say We will definitely make room for this On the phones tonight I'm not sure it's another case of Of two hours Constantly debating mm. the decision Because let's be honest We've kind of been debating it For the last mm. eight weeks Mark Weedy yeah. but, but now that it's arrived How do you look back on it? You and Jim have been very clear Or certainly in the initial stages You wanted to keep going as long as possible Wanted to finish it As I think everyone did yep. Was there an inevitability about it? 
it's certainly in recent weeks I think for, for, for three weeks now I've thought look, there's no chance up here for, for a number of reasons like you say you know, down in England they've got all the wealth in the world that we don't have in terms of our, of our national um, game but th- this illness you know, it's not about how much money you've got it doesn't discriminate uh, that way so you look at the problems I've got um, and I have to say just to move tax slightly at the moment Gordon I'm just concerned for football in general but let's concentrate on the Scottish game I'm concerned for the players for the football clubs and for the supporter experience moving forward because I watched um, Sky Sports and some of their kind of aerial shots of the training that's been going on I think it was Spurs Mm -hmm. and Chelsea maybe but I think definitely Spurs and I watched it and I thought oh my god that is no fun that is not Mm -hmm. football as we know it guys training eight yards apart Shooting with, with, with no goalies Staggered training sessions Because it's only four or five At a mm-hmm. time thing When does football Get back to normal And when are supporters Going to get into grounds But we, we are Months and months Away mm-hmm. from it um, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be Doom and gloom But Jim I, get, I, get, I genuinely Get scared for football mm-hmm. Again it, we've, we've all grown up And we've all played We're all employed In different ways And in, in, mm-hmm. in, in it And I'm thinking That is not football And mm-hmm. by the way Will we ever have football back? As you know, yeah. but I can't see it for the foreseeable future. Yeah, well, in terms I, mean, of, you know, I, I watched that. I watched a couple of the games in uh, in TV over the weekend. Bundesliga, yeah, the Bundesliga, and it was good to see live football. Don't get me wrong, and I think some of the football was actually very good. Some of the goals were good, but the fact that you know, crowd, no cheering. I mean, I, actually, I'm thinking to myself as I was watching it. Listen, if you put forty thousand in this game, what a game this would be. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. of the quality of football. But as, you, as Mark said, they have the. The, you know the resources and the finance to, to make it as safe as they possibly can for players with all the testing and the quarantine they do so they, they can they can do that but it is still a, a false you know game there's no doubt about it Scotland can't go down that route so listen whenever it takes you know then we, we have to make sure that it's, it's safe for everybody mm-hmm. first and foremost uh, and if that takes another six months then it takes another six months but how many clubs can survive that six months? That'll be another question. I have oh. to say as well, sorry, Gordon, the close goals, I didn't watch, I couldn't bring myself mm. to watch mm. close the football and I'm still pining for the real thing to come back. Mm. But I have to say, if that's what we've got to look forward to and without trying mm. to do anything with Scottish football and run it down, for me, it is a total turn-off, an absolute mm. turn-off to have football in that form but it might be the only way forward for the next six months later in the show we will hear from Neil Doncaster talking ending the season legal action by Hearts reconstruction Uh, I'm sure we will get the thoughts of you who haven't managed to get through in the last couple of nights on that decision to call the leagues let's just kick off by doing something a bit different talking about actual football and actual football players and which ones are good and which ones aren't so good and take a bit of a look back on the season that has been brought to an end albeit under unusual circumstances Quite simply The simplest question I've had in a while for you Who is your player of the year? The Scottish football writers have announced They're still going to give out an end of season award So very simply asking you Who is your player of the year? If you want to throw a couple of other contenders in there as well We'd be delighted to have them And maybe a young player as well Like I say, if you head over to Twitter At Clyde SSB We've got a poll running there uh, For your player We've thrown in some other names From out with the top two and we're asking you for your young player suggestions as well. 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from you right now. Mark Guidi, who would you go for? Who's your standout? And then maybe give me some of your other runners and riders. Hey, I have to be honest, I don't have an absolute standout. No. I, I really don't. Um, if you put a piece of paper in front of me now, I would probably say 
odds on Edward, but I would have to give a strong, strong mention to Fraser Foster at Celtic. Okay. Just the impact that he's made, yeah, obviously. Just to come back. I, I said that you remember, Gordon, I said you in did, program yeah. last summer, um, it's a priority for Celtic to, to, to get a goalkeeper in. I know it was always a, a, a priority for, for Neil Lennon and the club. And Neil managed to pull one out of the bag by getting Fraser Foster. And you look at him domestically, the cup final um, in Europe. Um, I think he has been every bit as important to Celtic as Odson Edward has been at the other end. Okay, Jim, who would you pick if I made yeah. you choose one? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's, there's a number of candidates as we, as we mentioned, Odds and Edward. I mean, obviously the first half of the season, Morelos has got to be in there. Um, Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie, the first part. But f- probably for me, actually, the, the, the I mean, it's maybe a bit controversial. Would be Scott Brown. I, I just think Scott Brown has been. Mo- I, I just think he's so consistent. You know, he's very very few poor games. His influence on the team is enormous. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a bit marmite for a lot of people, we know that But uh, as, a, as a manager and as a coach And, you know, when you play football, they're the guys you want in your team He's the guy, you know, when you're getting ready, you know You've got an 8 out of 10 minimum every week, you know what I mean? And, and that's the type of mm-hmm. guy, and, and you know that he he, he drags the best And, 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 and the rest of your teammates and also So for me, I would probably be looking, even though I'm not saying I'm listening to Edward Odds and Edward's been immense but just influence and consistency from day one until we finish the season there, it'd probably be Scott Brown for me. Okay, who's your player of the year? 0141-951-1025. John's in Cope Bridge. And I'm looking at the screen, John. I think Jim Duffy's stolen your thunder. As usual, but I mean, I've actually <laughs> I even got my head shaved last week, Gordon, just to be like up to, you know. Who, Scott Brown or Jim Duffy? <laughs> Jim Duffy. All right. Well, guys, yeah, I hope you're all staying safe, guys, and just congratulations to my team winning the league. Thoroughly deserved. But anyway, I, I, I agree with Jim there. I, I think Scott Brown, Mark, after the, 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 the Rangers beat us in, uh, what you call it, uh, 29th of December, I think after that, Scott Brown's absolutely galvanised us. And don't get me wrong, there's a, as Mark said, there's a few players as well. Cal uh, Mark and Big Fraser and uh, Edward. But I just think Scott Brown has galvanised him. I mean, he took his turn. I mean, it was champions, you know what I mean? So that's who I agree with Jim, totally. Yeah, and you can always base it on a, well, a number of things. You talk about influence or you just simply, you know, ability. You know, who's the best? Consistency, longevity throughout a season. Mm-hmm. Let's go back exactly a year When this show was ending This time last season When it was about to kick off The discussion was Scott Brown will still be a main player But he might just have to Have his game time managed Slightly differently Mm -hmm. Now in case you hadn't noticed We ended our season early Eight Mm -hmm. games early And Scott Brown still played 50 times Mm -hmm. So by the middle of March but the By, by yeah. the middle of March So you know If you're yeah. talking about Just being there And being involved all yeah. the time Then it ticks that box Yeah I mean again I think that uh, As John said there It's just his influence And and, and I think You yeah, listen We forget what happened Away back in, in, in July last year When the season started And stuff like that But I think As I said Consistency And people had periods Purple patches Even Even odds And Edward had a spell Where he wasn't Quite clicking But over the piece And listen He's been exceptional As Mark says Fraser Foster For me at Rangers It would actually be Borna Barisic And part of the reason I'll go for him At Borna Barisic At Rangers Is because The criticism he got And had to React to that And he was He was You know He's one of the guys That actually did you know, he, he bounced back and the became, real mental strength, yeah, Jim. To, yeah, to, and, yeah, and, and his yeah. performance levels were top class. Mm-hmm. And, and and when he went out the team, 
it just showed you how much they missed him so there are guys who had periods in the season where they were really good and a lot of and a lot of team Declan Gallagher at, at, at Motherwell I think was another one Lyndon Dykes at Livingston but for me is from from day one yeah to the last day of the season you say 50 games I, I, don't, I don't think Scott Brown had a handful of bad games he might have had one or two but I don't think he had any more than that I've not seen every game listen people before people start saying you wouldn't have seen every game but you know, I, I mm-hmm. just you obviously watch the highlights. You see a lot of games, and pretty much every game I saw, Scott Brown was a a, a vital player for Celtic. John, what about big moments within seasons as well? Because I, again, I feel like you, you keep throwing it in as a disclaimer. I, I know it ended in, in quite strange fashion, but you look about the, the the big moments for Celtic throughout the season, John, and are thinking about Scott Brown against Hamilton Ackes. Hamilton Ackes equalised at Celtic Park in the ninetieth minute. And then Scott Brown goes up the other end and snatches an even later winner. How significant was that when you look back in the season? I think that must have been a, a right dagger in the hearts of the Rangers when that happened that night, you know what I mean? Because uh, they thought they were going to drop points, then they've scored, Scott Brown scored the goal in the last, about three minutes into injury time, you know what I mean? As I say, I think he's just. I think he's just. It's going to be hard to replace when he goes, you know what I mean? But as I say, I think he's still got another, at least another full season in him, you know what I mean? As, as, as Mark or Jim said there, just to you know, nurture him, you know what I mean, next season. So, but I think it is. Can I say something, guys, before I go? Sure. Aye, I've just, my, my wife's due in four weeks I just hope everything goes alright we're just, we're just ready to have another, another wee boy oh, Good I mean? on you so, John Hope everything works out well for you Good luck to you and your partner Aye, John can't wait to right, can't wait to hear John. about baby Hugh because you'll be naming him after your favourite <laughs> pundit. I don't doubt it. John and Coatbridge, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Looking for your player of the year suggestions. Like I say, we did put a poll on Twitter. You can only put four names on it, so we've just uh, tried to get a bit of a spread uh, at the moment. Odson Edward is pretty far ahead, to be honest. He's got fifty seven percent of the votes. Alfredo Morelos on twenty five. Callum McGregor with seven. Ryan Jack uh, on ten. They were just four. Players we picked to try and, and get a bit of a spread We also put another poll up there with um, out with the top two if you like Lyndon Dykes, Declan Gallagher, Christian Dodge, Chris Burke And uh, Lyndon Dykes is, is leading the way on that one So those oh, polls are... Chris, I would say Chris Burke I think has been absolutely brilliant You know, getting into the twilight of his career What was he, 35, 36? Yeah, one game he had five assists Five assists Some of the goals that he scored um, as well He scored an absolute peach Was it against Hearts? He scored an absolute belter mm. uh, this evening. On, on, Just two things to pick up on Gordon One thing John said you know, Scott Brown A very difficult guy to replace Listen, Nothing's impossible But the Celtic don't have enough money To replace Scott Brown mm. I mean they don't They absolutely don't He will be a hell of a miss Whenever it is He, he, he hangs up his, his boots And on the second point About your poll um, Alfredo Morelos 25% uh, for me personally in terms of Rangers and they would certainly been my, my top four or, or five uh, Ryan Jack all day long has been Rangers uh, best player yeah, I know that, that Morelos has had more moments and more important sure. goals but if you assess it over the course of the season assess mm. everything over the course of the season Ryan Jack Rangers best player by a distance Hold that thought then because Jeffrey's a Rangers fan on the line give us your player of the year thoughts Jeffrey. Well from a Rangers point of view I would think Morelos Right, but from from the other point of view, you could name any Celtic player as player of the year. They deserve to win it. They deserve to win it on merit. Um, as a Rangers supporter, we blew it big time after the new year. Um, so when you say, Jeffrey, when you say Morelos has been Rangers' best player, 
do you not you don't think he's done enough to take that award overall then for for the league? No, not really. I think you could name any Celtic player uh, as a player of the year. I mean, Scott Brown. Although uh, it really hurts me to say this, being a Rangers supporter, I think Scott Brown as a whole has been the best player that Celtic have ever signed. Um, but I mean, you can't merit. You can't give any Rangers player. Oh, well, you can in the first part of the season. Yeah. But after we came back. I think we blew it big time Yeah that's the thing Award season's funny Because if you Start off the season poorly But finish like a train yeah. Then you've got a good chance If you do it the other way around You fall out of everyone's thinking And I wonder if that applies To Alfredo Morelos Yeah well I mean that, We say that You know we know That's the reason why I, I, I say Scott Brown Because it's from From day one To, mm-hmm. to be finishing And Alfredo Morelos You know we had a debate You know on, on this show Just before Christmas I think it was And I actually picked Morelos ahead of Edward And took a fair bit of stick for it But at that time he was he was absolutely you know fan on all cylinders, but he, 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 somewhere along the line, whether it was the indiscipline thing, when I mean um, Stephen Gerrard dropped him for the cup tie against uh, against Hearts, and then they lost the game, and he, he never really seemed to to find his his, his form after that. He, he he looked a totally different player after New Year. Um, Alfredo Munoz, not just in terms of goal scoring, but just in everything. His his aggression, his manner, his personality, everything just seemed to be. You know, get, uh, off off the pace, uh, and that again, that's the reason why I say I'm I'm with Mark Ryan Jack Alan McGregor, and as I said to you, Borna Barisic for me is something because, as I said to you, when you've had a bit of stick and you're one of the big clubs, it's no easy to recover from it, and I think that that boy showed it, and as I said, then his, his, his quality and delivery, and uh, you know, was exceptional, and I think in in, in domestically and in European uh, football, so that's part of the reason why I, I would suggest him as well. But Morelos, listen. <coughs> it's been terrific for Rangers goal scoring record mm-hmm. and games played is, 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 is absolutely exceptional yeah. but he, de- he definitely his form definitely dipped after because everyone puts that Barisic turning point as the St Mirren free kick obviously that um, day, yeah. Yeah, and obviously. I, I must admit I, I thought it was later on in the season that it was I just looked up that was the 25th of August mm-hmm. yeah. so, so he, he pretty much has had a full good season yeah. it, it was just the run up yeah. prior to that but if you remember correct me if I'm wrong Gordon that was at that game now the following week um, Rangers played Celtic at Ibrooks, and unless I'm and now and let him, you, you need to correct me, he might have been injured. Yeah, John he, Flanagan played it left was, back. Yeah, he didn't play. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, so was he injured? Was he dropped? I, I think he was left out. Now I might be wrong. But I think he was left out because there was still doubt. Even though he scored yeah, that but, fantastic yeah, just, winner, yeah. the free kick, there, there was still doubt. So as you said, yeah. he worked his way back into yeah. favour well, with um, the manager as well. With the manager, I think the manager questioned as, as well. Yeah, I think they questioned. Uh, I think he looked as if he was injured one time, and I think Stephen just came and suggested that he had. Yeah, he was an unused sub that day. Yeah, so there you go. So that's what he's had to recover from. Yeah, so that's part of the reason why I think he he would be one of the contenders because I think he's as I said, mental toughness in football. You know, you've got to overcome a lot of stuff, and when people doubt you. You know, you and, and you and you prove them wrong. There's nothing yeah. better as a player. On on the Alfredo Morelos, uh, Gordon, I just noticed a wee line in the back page of the Sun on 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 Sunday, and it was in it was in the story where Rangers are linked with uh, Lewis Ferguson and Lyndon Dykes. Which, by the way, if Rangers could secure the two of them, two fantastic signings, particularly uh, Lewis Ferguson. However, and it, it seemed to say. Uh, just like it was kind of like a throwaway line, you know, and Alfredo Morelos is likely to be sold. Um, you know, before the start of the new season, whenever that may be, and I thought, oh, I know, unless I've missed something, I've not really seen anything clear cut. And Andy Devlin, who wrote the story, I know has got very good contacts at, at Rangers, and I thought, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm not saying that, that's out of the blue. But a lot of clubs, clubs chasing him, a lot of clubs looking at him, but it was just the way it was. It was almost because well, 
you know, he will be going. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Jeffrey, we'll have to leave it there because we need to get some travel with Stephen. But thank you for the call. Who's your player of the year? What about the wee teams? Let's stick up for the wee teams. Always like to do that. Lyndon Dykes, is he is he up there? Declan Gallagher, Christian Doidge, anyone that we've missed, you tell us. 01419511025. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors helping you return to action. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Trying to talk about Actual football And actual football players Just for a wee change I'm sure we'll get back uh, To the league ending madness A bit later on in the show But just kicking off With the f- football writers Announcing they're going to go ahead With a, an award The player of the year We're asking you Who is your player of the year We're asking you on the phones We've stuck up a poll Or a couple of polls On Super Scoreboard Twitter uh, Odson Edward Definitely you know, way out in front At the moment He's got 58 Percent of the votes You two have thrown in Various other names And and said that he maybe Wouldn't be your automatic choice Why is he a standout though then Amongst Listeners at the moment Goal scorers always are He's got more than that He's a special player I mean he is a special Special Centre forward Um, And you know And apart from the the natural ability He has on the pitch I think it's his It's his calmness In front of goals You look at some of the quality He's finished Under pressure You know big games Big moments Boom He delivers doesn't cause you any trouble To the rest of my knowledge You know He's got, he's got a decent disciplinary uh-huh. record More than decent On the pitch too So you put all that into it You know uh, 9 million quid Whatever it costs 9 million euros A lot of money But yeah. Okay we don't know What's going to happen in the, in, in the current climate With the transfer markets And stuff like that But Fantastic value for money Yeah Jim 28 yeah. goals Up to the beginning of March He last mm-hmm. played on the 7th So 28 goals Up until then Which is obviously great I mean yeah. that, that speaks for itself We had Ryan Christie on last night though And he mm-hmm. said For him it was Edward because he said he makes my game easy. Yeah. We then saw Lee Griffiths come into the team after Christmas, link up very well, score mm-hmm. some goals of his own. So I wonder if that is, is that part of the attraction. You've got a guy that scores 28 goals but yeah. also makes everyone else around him better. Yeah, because his movement, his touch. I mean, we, we, we've spoke to a couple of defenders here that have played against him on That's the right, programme. Yeah. And, and they'll say he's really difficult because he drops into that little pocket naturally. He drops into inside left, inside right positions. And defenders don't know where to go And when they do go He's that clever at retaining the ball And that, that strong Although he doesn't look overly But he's really strong And that allows guys like Christie And now Griffiths and stuff like that To make runs in behind Which suits them perfectly So You know Not always a terrific goal scorer As Matt says Composed Calm um, You know a, a range of goals But you know A couple of magnificent free kicks as well But he's a team player And, and he, his personality he's, he, I mean he's that laid back He's horizontal isn't he? Mm. I mean he's just he looks as if he's one of these guys that could live to his 150. You know, he's just like so late. But, but when he's on the pitch, he's a different specimen. And, and that's the most important thing. And what he brings to Celtic isn't he just goals, it's just class. And, that, and yeah. I think that's the best way to describe the boy. And he's, what is he, 21? Mm-hmm. 21 years of age? I mean, I mean he's. 22 sorry 22 I mean he's got such a Such a future ahead of him What? How important is it I mean sort of stating the obvious The worst question I'll ask all week How important is it Celtic keep him Mark we had Neil Lennon on on Monday yeah. Said that you know First of all Celtic don't need to sell him But he was also He's been encouraged by The simple fact that he chose Not to go back to France During mm-hmm. this lockdown He seemed happy enough to stay here He stayed in and around Glasgow Neil Lennon saw that as a A sign you know That there's no obvious mm-hmm. You know Urge to, to go elsewhere how, how important is it Celtic deal with that in the summer Look, you know, in an ideal world for for Neil Lennon and and his teammates and and the Celtic supporters that that that, that he stays and he, and he's here for the new season, whatever that may be, and it's you know a season now that you know Celtic are going for for ten in a row. You know, there's a a real bit of history um, on the line. It's going to be a hell of a battle next season, whether it gets 
up and running But you know The bottom line is Gordon Money talks And In, in the modern day now If players want to leave If players have get their heads turned They're away you know, so, so Mark, hypothetically If Leicester City come in With a £30 million bid Do you think he'd stay? Oh I think he's away All day long right. Yeah I mean that kind of money In the current climate uh, Jim for, for Celtic You can't Knock that back And, and the guy will You know probably Close mm. towards So if he's on 20 or 25 grand a week And it's Celtic yeah. He goes to 60, 70, 80 yeah. Easily So all day long Let's get the views of Brian Who is a Celtic fan In Moody's Burn So we'll clearly um, Watch Johnson Edward Even closer than we do What do you think Brian? Is he your player of the year? Uh, absolutely But I think there's always a, a difficult choice I mean there's probably Four or five guys You could probably put into the Into that sort of bracket mm-hmm. um, But I think the thing is You've got to go back to When odds came to the, the club Celtic bought him when they were in a position of strength. They had Dembele. So £9 million is a bit of a risk for a Scottish club, but it certainly paid off. I would like to be thinking that just now they're maybe thinking in the same respect that when they had Dembele, how are they going to replace Edward? Because he's obviously he's one of these players, and Jim said it there, he's no got blistering pace, but he's got blistering thinking, and he's ahead of the game. And if you actually see the... the the position of play where he makes the biggest impact is where he's actually in front of the defender. So he can actually beat a defender. And as you said, David Griffiths um, and other players that go beyond. And so he's going to be massive to, to replace. But I think, and as Neil Lennon says the other night on the show, he didn't even bother to go home, which to me shows that he's happy to be here. But somebody's going to turn his head eventually. Um, and I think Celtic, historically, have done very well to... Um, be ahead of the game when these guys are wanting to move away. Is he, I was just going to ask Brian. You mentioned Dembele a couple of times. Is, is Edward better than Dembele in your mind? Because I know that's another subplot to the, you know, or another debate that people always have around these guys. I think it's very difficult. I'd probably say. I mean, uh, you know, Dembele is a benchmark. I'd probably say at this moment in time, Edward's definitely matched that. Um, they're two different types of players. Um, Dembele was, you know. Outstanding, and so is Edward. I think the only thing I would say for Edward, for me, is that he's not—he's not—he's not done it in the big stage in terms of against Man City and in the Champions League, where Dembele had that opportunity. But I think the other thing for me is I think Edward's a lot happier now that he's got um, a player beside him in Griffiths. Because I can't remember the game; it's the European game at Parkhead, and Celtic had just started playing the two up front, and then they reverted back to the one. And he didn't have a particularly good game at Parkhead that night. And I sort of thought to myself, has he got the mindset now that his best position is to play with someone rather than to play on his own? But he can do both very well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, uh, Brian, about systems. You know, sometimes players fit into systems. The, the thing about Edward, I think he's adapted to both as, as, as when Celtic played with a lone striker and when they played with twin strikers. And I think he has... As you say, intel- game intelligence, I think he's managed to think it and how, how best to play it. And yeah, you're not going to play brilliant all the time. There's going to be games where, you know, it just doesn't work for you for whatever reason. But the only thing I would say is that if he was moving, and, and I think, don't get me wrong, I think it'd be very difficult for any player to move at this moment in time and even the coming months, even with the riches that they have down south and, and, and some of the clubs abroad. So I think as much as you wouldn't want the circumstances to be the case, I think it will Certainly play a part in him staying at Celtic just now, um, but if 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 and when he does move forward, I think this year has to be a club that plays maybe a system that that would allow him to flourish, and whether that's as a lone striker or not, I, I'm with Brian. I'm I, you know, I'm not so sure. 
I think he, he was he was exceptional, but I actually do think he improved when Griffiths went up mm. a, a, up, up top with him, uh, and and I think he, as I said before, he, he just seemed to. And when when Dembele was there, when he first came into the side as well, I think him and Dembele enjoyed playing with each other that, as that well. Was Rogers. Plan yeah. and then and then Dembele ended up um, leaving at the end of that window, but for four, excuse me, four or five games. Yeah, the qualifiers. Was yeah. Rogers was was playing the two of them together. Yeah. That was a plan. Uh, so thank- I, yeah, I think I just think he does enjoy that. And, and, and listen, I think if he's there's other players that I said we mentioned a little bit. Mariel, I think Mariel is the opposite. I think he likes to play up on, on his own and 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 has that space um, to to work in. Thank you very much, Brian in Moody's Burn. Stephen Donick, he's tweeted in. He's gone bottom six player of the year. Mm-hmm. He says big Marius on. End of debate oh, aye, Says aye. Stephen Donaghy I must admit I think he's maybe doing his um, His fellow Aki's player of the service Alex Gogic I think he's been Gogic yeah been um, very Sometimes good. the holding role Sometimes at the back Covered a number of Hamilton games And, and, and Gogic Yeah You know He very rarely Lets his team down Young Lewis Smith uh, Has been good as well And uh, Ongpo um, Yeah I, he's, he's made an impact I don't know if he'd, I, I don't know if I would pick him as the best player in the bottom six But certainly for Ham- Hamilton Played a big role Well don't forget Because of the points per game thing Hibs are finished bottom six Christian yeah. Doidge would be mm-hmm. Would be bottom six He's come on to a fine run of goal scoring form Another player I know you mentioned one during the break yeah. Bottom six Jim who was it? Um, St Mirren goalkeeper Oh sorry Haladke Haladke Yeah because I think at the start of the season When St Mirren were struggling a little bit for goals you know they they were they were based in the you know the the, the kind of strength on their defensive unit with an exceptional goalkeeper behind them and I think last year he was exceptional and I think this year he's continued that and there's a lot of talk about he's going to I mean I know Wes Wes Fordham has, has obviously been released by Rangers mm-hmm. a lot of talk about interest from Rangers and other clubs as well and I think he is a, a goalkeeper that will attract attention but he's he's another very consistent uh, player so I think he's definitely uh, another one to consider. How's this for a smooth transition? Felix has got a shout for Player of the Year and it's a goalkeeper. What do you think, Felix? What name have you got for us? Uh, well, the name I've got for you is Boris. It's uh, the first time at Celtic, Neil Lennon said the only thing that's gone against him is his age. The second time he's came back, he's been absolutely brilliant. Goalkeeper, Fraser Foster. When you look at his uh, stats, that's you all away. Kept us in the game. Absolute brilliant full game. League Cup final. Since he's came back He's absolutely improved He's been been absolutely amazing And I just want to know What you think about that Yeah Mark Greedy I don't like like to give you uh, Credit on the show It makes me feel A little bit uneasy But you were I the, never like you, you were the only You were the only one I think All And I, I, I do remember it At the back At the beginning of the season Saying Celtic need to upgrade The goalkeeper And everyone else said no, Craig Gordon's absolutely fine There's no way Celtic Will go and try and sign A goalkeeper You were pretty adamant It would happen and Fraser Forster arrives How much of an impact Has he had second time? Uh, massive yeah As I said I, I probably uh, Well I do agree with Felix I would pick him as my player of the year I kind of Look at goalkeepers as well And, and, and I like to see goalkeepers um, Being recognised and, and, and rewarded I think there's a number of contenders But yeah Fraser Forster Would, would be deserving of it um, Just as much as As anybody else Massive saves In Europe Huge uh, Role in the in the uh, the League Cup final um, as as well, so yeah, he's been absolutely first class for Celtic. And Jim, again, and I'm not saying everyone delves into such detail when they're picking mm-hmm. their Player of the Year, but it is interesting to look at the backstory. You mentioned, you know, Barisic, for instance, coming mm-hmm. back from from all the criticism. Fraser Foster played one game last season, mm-hmm. one, 
and has now you know had to come back and 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 play every week in in that environment where you maybe aren't concentrating for or you have to concentrate mm-hmm. I should say when you're not busy for sixty minutes at a time then pull off that save so given the the last couple of years that he's had. How much is it to his credit that he actually looks the same goalkeeper he was the first time, maybe even better? Yeah, I think he is better. And again, I think you, you learn and uh, you know about players, about yourself when uh, you know for the bit of adversity and when you know when when you've if you want to call it your confidence, your belief has been knocked. You know whether it's just a a, a decision that the other manager made. I think he, he, you know the, down down at Southampton, uh, they they brought in um, Angus Gunn. Uh, for what was it, thirteen million or something like that, and initially he got in, and then it was you know McCarthy was in, and all this stuff. So, listen, you know, I don't think he had to prove to anyone other than the fact that he just needed the opportunity and going back to a club where the manager trusted him, the players were there. He has that presence because he's height and physique, and when you'll see him in the goal, people talk about filling a goal. Is that he, where the penalty record comes from? Yeah. Is, is that is a lot of that no, psychological? Oh, you imagine yourself if you're taking a penalty. <laughs> I don't fancy it. And you see someone at six foot five, six foot six, but also broad, huge hands standing in front of you. Think, when am I going to hit this? You know, so so straight away, you know, it puts mm-hmm. elements of doubt into players' minds. Uh, and as I say, so that's a psychological advantage he has. And again, in those one in one situations where you see the star shaped goalkeeper, mm-hmm. he's massive. So yeah, I mean, I think his his whole game's improved. His distribution's improved, uh, which modern goalkeepers had to do. So I mean I'm amazed that that Southampton allowed him because I think he's a good bit better than the, the goalkeepers uh, yeah. have got. But from Celtic's point of view, exceptional signing. Can they keep him? I was going to say Can Felix. Felix, with that high praise, then does it is it follow on that you want to see Celtic push the boat out and try and secure something in the summer? Uh, definitely, that leads me to my my question. I was going to ask you as well. What do you think is a reasonable price for Celtic to play for Fraser Foster? Personally, I'd think around uh, anywhere between two and a half million to three and a half million, million given his age. But what do you think? Yeah, it's a difficult one, that isn't it? Because you you hear the figure mark and you think he's as in you know performance is worth more. Yeah. But well, but I, he, he, Southampton clearly don't. Aye, the, way, the way I would look, <laughs> look at it, Gordon, is that if he was owned by Celtic just now, they'd be wanting more for had, him. Then, you know, considering that uh, I think they bought him for uh, two uh, and sold him sorry, for sorry, ten Felix six years ago. Age. How old is he? 32. He's 32. So, I, I, th- I mean, if, if, if Celtic were looking to sell him just now, if they owned the player and there was team stuffing about him, they would, they would want minimum the same again. It's also minimum not old ten, for a goalkeeper, that though, is it? You're looking no, at and he, and five years himself, so, at least. Um, four. You know, and again, you go back and okay, we don't know what like the markets are going to be now. There are going to be changes, but you know, normally down the road, if, you know, say Liverpool, well, Southampton don't want them, but Liverpool quite fancy him as a backup goal. They pay ten million quid for a backup goal. Yeah. You know, so well they have done, didn't they? They paid yeah. ten million for Danny Ward a few years ago, didn't they? Aye, that's I right. I, I thought he played the game. Going to Leicester, maybe they all played the odd game. So I, it's a, it's a tough one to call. What Celtic have in their favour is that Fraser Foster loves it. And, and, and Glasgow loves playing for Celtic That said though he, He's not in control of the situation mm-hmm. Southampton control the situation Felix from Cumbernauld Thank you very much For getting in touch A, a nice spread of, of suggestions I must say Certainly on a Rangers front Jim Duffy Has mentioned Barisic uh, Ryan Jack Was Mark Guidi's shout The Rangers fan we had on earlier Said Alfredo Morelos So what do you think 01419511025 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Your comeback is on Talktothompson.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
I feel like I had to stifle my laughter there Because we were just talking towards the end of the break As you do at the moment Everyone's locked in What are you watching on Netflix? What's everyone watching? And I think the consensus out there at the moment Is that the last dance about the Chicago Bulls Is absolutely top draw One of the best things you'll see So we're trying to get Mark Guidi to I'm watch it, it. He, he says, on my list to start he says he's going to watch you're it You're the first guy I heard mention Simon Donnelly and the McClancy <laughs> Got to get in So Sunday I'm going to sit down We very quickly veered off <laughs> to talking about normal people And if you've seen that This Irish oh. romantic Drama uh, Pulls on the heartstrings But let's be honest There's a lot of um, Risky scenes in it Shall we say And um, I Could not help myself Laughing When I noticed (laughs) on Twitter The other night Our very own Mr Keevan said Right that's it Twitter I'm off to watch Normal people (laughs) And I just thought back Of all the the Full frontal scenes And uh, Mr and Mrs Keevan Sitting in the living room Uh, It's it's not an image that that (laughs) You you didn't have to Share that with us And and also the fact is That Hugh's on Twitter now That's another Baffling baffling He's well into that I look forward A great programme My daughter's Absolutely annihilated me for watching it But it is really it's Strong messages in it I mean, Honestly see you two really You two are the Mitchell brothers Of the Super Scoreboard <laughs> Pundits And I can't believe We're having this discussion I look forward to getting Hugh's take on it I'm involved in it You will be by next week Don't you worry uh, Anyway Robert Is in Mary Hill We're talking player of the year Robert Have you got A name for us Maybe one that we've not mentioned so far Um. Well You know obviously well, I'm just saying this because Jim Duffy's on Kyle Hutton with Dumbarton. Yes. You're oh, working down, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would, the the lower leagues. Would that be your yeah. shout? Would you agree with that? Uh, Kyle and our team, yeah, he was very good, um, you know, and uh, I think he, I think he, he won. Well, no, I don't think. I know he won the, the Supporters Player of the Year and the Players Player of the Year uh, this year, uh, obviously, again, virtual and uh, got his award. Zoom call. Uh, yeah, um, so, um, yeah, so players at that level, again, um, very consistent And I think that's what you always go about You know it's Players who are consistent Players who uh, c- Contribute You know You'll get players like strikers For instance That don't always catch the eye But score the goals yeah. Or goalkeeper as you say mm. As Mark said But uh, Somebody like Hutch Was uh, just Still set a mid Yeah Set a mid Does a job uh, you know, Reads the game Brilliant Keeps possession mm. Wants on the ball At lower level Again Passes the ball really well And, and, and dominates midfield And against you know, there's a lot of good players at that level. I mean, mm. look, Scott Agnew down at East Fife is absolutely tremendous as well. There's, there's, there's a number mm. of players. I mean, I could go over, but uh, it's good to it's good to mention the as well. Yeah, Robert. Here's what I'm going to do. Then you sound like the type of man who's up for the challenge. What about the top flight? Away from the top two, if you like, because we've heard Edward and and Brown and Morelos and all the rest of it. Who catches the eye in the top flight, but maybe not for the top two sides? Um, I would say Lyndon Dykes Honestly he's been You know Superb for Livingston This season um, And also Chris Burke You know guy, You know Quite quite a lot of players To be honest um, In Like from the top two yeah. Or maybe top two Top four You know Like if you know, funny you mentioned Lyndon Dykes, Robert, because he, like I've, I keep mentioning, we've put a couple of polls on Twitter. One for the the Celtic and Rangers players, if you like. One for the the rest of the league. Uh, Lyndon Dykes is is winning that one, Jim. What about his contribution this season? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, you know, an immense contribution. You know, he's another one where he has, seems to have patches in games, and obviously the high profile games, particularly against Celtic and Rangers. You know, he, obviously Christopher Julian did not enjoy playing against Lyndon Dykes, and I think he knew that, and everybody saw it. And again, you know, when he was playing against uh, you know Rangers, he, you know, he, he certainly seemed to know the the, the games. You know, that this was going to attract attention. This was going to enhance his reputation, and he, he certainly done that. 
uh, in those games. Um, and as I said, he's another player I think um, you know is. He was at Queen of the South. He played alongside Scott Dobby, and, and I used to think Stephen, uh, Stephen Dobby, mm-hmm. sorry, and uh, he always thought was a, an unbelievable player at the lower levels. I still think Stephen Dobby's exceptional. But Lyndon Dykes, I think you know when he went up the ladder, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure, but he's completely you know um, shot me down in flames yeah. because his performance levels were limited. And again, we talk about systems. Because the mm-hmm. playing for Livingston and the way Livingston play so, so, suits them absolutely. Yeah, and, and like that, Mark, you know, Jim says living in the shadow, if you like, of Stephen Doby. Understandable. Mm-hmm. So Lyndon Dykes doesn't arrive at Livy as as a goal scorer. And and even now you would probably say his strength is is upsetting people, is getting in and and, and using his running power in behind and, and putting his, his physical stamp on the game. But I just his goal to games ratio is better than one in three, which is alright at any level. And given that Livy are not Exactly scoring You know Free scoring for fun At the very top end Of a table So he's actually Kind of added that In the top flight Yeah, uh, The goal yeah, scoring touch As I said earlier I think he's been He's been linked to, With Rangers uh, On and off I think Stoke City Have been linked with him as well Michael O'Neill Knows the Scottish market um, Well And uh, I don't know What his contractual situation is But I think he's what, got a year to go He's certainly He's not freedom of contract At the moment is he So um <laughs> You might be able to pick him up for a bargain that again we don't know what like the market's going to be. So it could well be that, that Livingston would need to take a hundred grand from, or it could well be that you know, they might get six or seven hundred grand. I don't know, but if you've got the chance of, of getting them, then you know what try to take Livingston's players away from them. But I think he could go in. He strikes me as a type that could go in uh, because his abilities there. Mentally, could he go and handle playing for Rangers? Can he cope with that? He strikes me as a type of character that could cope with it. Yeah, good shout, Robert in Mary Hill on our Twitter poll. Other names like Declan Gallagher in there. We put Chris Burke on there as well, who Robert actually mentioned. Chris Burke uh, spoke to us in the show a couple of weeks ago, actually. And despite his advancing years, which you won't mind me saying, he's had another a terrific season. What about Alex in Cardonald? Uh, Alex is a Saint Mirren fan. Is it is it a Saint Mirren player you've got to suggest for us, Alex? Well, it would need to be. You don't expect me to get your Celtic <laughs> Rangers player, surely? Not at all. Go for Alex. Um, Vaclav Hackley, mm-hmm. um, the Czech wall, he's known as the Simon fans. If you go back to first first quarter of the season, guys, I think we were um, second best uh, goals against column. Um, we, we lost a couple of heavy heavy defeats just after Christmas. Celtic being one of them, but out with that, uh, I think the guy's been superb for us in the, the two seasons he's been with us. Of course, this time last year in the playoffs, you know, Dundee uh, United never. Never got a penalty by him um, with the saves that have well yeah. kept us in the league. Yeah. Um, so definitely, uh, I think for our players anyway, we definitely be player of the season. And I think he's certainly, if you've done a team of the season, uh, given uh, the resources that St Murn have got against the likes of Aberdeen, Celtic, Rangers, you know, Hearts, Hibs, well, maybe no Hearts, um, but against the rest... Uh, you know, he certainly hold his mm-hmm. own against another keeping the league. I would say. What about the? This is always the problem, Alex, because I not want to move him on or whatever. But having seen how good he is, is there that fear that that he's going to be prized away to a more demanding level or a, or a bigger club or whatever it may be? He's away, Gordon. He's at a contract. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's. I suppose what I mean though. How high is the level? You know, is that well, the, the, the top the, end of our league? Ah, there's rumours going about he was um, going to Rangers. Yeah, that, I think that was certainly there's an interest. I think the biggest compliment you could pay Haladke for me would be uh, had Haladke been the Hearts goalkeeper this season, Hearts would not be bottom of the league. 
and you know it would be between St Mirren and Hamilton who would be bottoming but you know you look at the, the some of the horrendous goalkeeping that Hearts have had to suffer I mean literally throwing goals in every week Haladki you're absolutely right he's been brilliant top draw and credit to St Mirren because I think they could have cashed in in January if they wanted to but it's paid off you know they didn't take the 200-300 grand and uh, they, they've been rewarded because they're staying up yeah I mean that last game was a clean sheet wasn't it they won, won nothing and that, that could be the difference between St Mun getting relegated yeah. and, and Hearts getting relegated because what was the uh, difference wasn't well, it? It was, it was a Tuesday game. It was mm-hmm. after the kind of lockdown type thing, you know, or just just as just as it came in. So, so um, you know, Hardy's been exceptional, and I agree with Mark. I think um, you know he's, he's that important to St Mun that he, you know he he's been the difference between. Um, you know, survival mm-hmm. and, 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 and possible relegation. Good shout, Alex. I like that. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. We're trying our best to give away another signed ball, but Mark Weary or Jim Duffy might have other ideas. If you fancy it tonight, 0141 951 1025, you come on, answer as many questions right as you can, and if you beat the pundit, you get the signed ball. It's that simple. All you need to do now is call that number. And do it before 7 o'clock Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Greedy's here Jim Duffy as well And they're waiting on your call 0141 We've been asking you For your Player of the Year Suggestions tonight Player of the Year Young Player of the Year Maybe some uh, outside shouts that we've not thought of This is in light of the fact the Scottish football writers have announced They will still have an award this season So if you've got any more suggestions Keep them coming Conscious of the fact that not everyone's had their say On the league ending on Monday So if you want to do that Pick up the phone Neil Doncaster warning today Any legal action by Hearts will have a financial impact on other clubs um, he mentions the reconstruction debate again as well So if you've got any thoughts on those 01419511025 And we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time though Sign the ball up for grabs Either Mark Weedy or Jim Duffy Will try and defend it up against Martin from Motherwell How's it going Martin? Doing fine guys, how you all doing? Yeah, not too bad at all Martin um, My magic screen tells me you've never played Beat the Pundit before So are you just that never. bored in lockdown? It's just got to that stage You're looking for different ways to pass no. the time? No, no, uh, just trying uh, try to get on there and that was it Good man, <laughs> right, well we'll see how you get on I'll toss the coin If it's heads you're up against Mark Guidi And if it's tails, it's Jim Duffy and his heads Mark Guidi Up against Martin From Motherwell Here's the deal then Martin Since you've never played before I will give Mark Clyde 2 In his headphones Just so that he can't hear you I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock And the th- only thing For you to remember Is that you can pass So if you do not know the answer Just pass quickly And move straight on To the next one Okay no problem mate All the best Martin Your 30 seconds Starts now Who replaced Jack Ross As St Mirren manager uh, oh, pass. Who did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from? Pass. Which club does Eden Hazard currently play for? Pass. What nationality is Christopher Ayer? Quick! Pass. Name either side due to play in this year's Challenge Cup final. Just guess one. Name either side to play in this year's Scottish Challenge Cup final. Breaking. Okay. 
Uh, let's bring Mark Weedy back Mark can you hear us? Yep got you gone Same set of questions to you You're going to need to be on your game tonight Okay Ready? Who replaced Jack Ross as St Mirren manager? Uh, pass Who did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from? Uh, pass Which club does Eden Hazard currently play for? Uh, Real Madrid What nationality is Christopher Ayer? Uh, Norwegian Name either side due to play in this year's Challenge Cup final uh, Patrick Thistle Who is the current manager of Arsenal? Uh, Mikel Arteta Which Scottish side play their home games at Somerset Park? Yeah, United And which Scottish team are nicknamed the Bully Wee? Clyde Martin, Martin, Martin Sorry is it, mate Is it nerves? Was it first time nerves? That was Do First time nerves Mark, That can happen to anyone I completely understand that Because even Mark Guidi When he didn't know the first couples I thought he started to wobble Who replaced Jack Ross Alan Stubbs It was Alan Stubbs oh. Didn't last very long To be fair But um, it was Alan Stubbs Who did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from Swindon So it's nil-nil After two uh, Eden Hazard plays for Real Madrid 1-0 to Mark Guidi Christopher Ayer is Norwegian 2-0 to Mark Guidi Jim, do you remember who was going to be in the Challenge Cup final? Was it Wraith Rovers? Wraith Rovers and Inverness. Oh, Inverness, I Remember, was this not James Keating's yeah. dive oh, gate? Yeah, the worst yeah, decision yeah, of the yeah, season, yeah, all yeah. the rest of it. 2-0 uh, to Mark Guidi, going on to question mm-hmm. six. Who's the manager of Arsenal? It's Mikel Arteta. 3-0, Mark. And you're out of questions, Martin. He stretched it to 4-0 with Air United and 5-0 with the bully wee Now Martin Coming on here for the first time And getting zero Is not ideal I'm not I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you It's not ideal But at least you've set the bar Really low That the next time you come on Things can only get better <laughs> Cheers guys Good man That was I'm Martin In Mother. And the great thing is He didn't give his second name So There might be loads of Martins In Motherwell If his pals are listening It's fine It wasn't me I have no idea it must be I'm another Martin Anyway <laughs> I thought we were going back To the discussion About normal people there And it's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. thrown me off 01419511025 At Clyde SSB On Twitter I'm just checking in With the, the Twitter poll That we've got running Because tell you what what a, what a response yeah. It's like a general election We've got nearly 9,000 votes uh, On the, the one for Player of the Year With odds on Edward Yeah Miles in front really 60% almost Ahead any, of Alfredo any, Morelos Any surprises in there? Um, no, well, the, the, bore you with the details of a Twitter poll. I know you're not on social media, but you can only put four names on. Yeah. So, so any, any surprise out of that four governments? Uh, but we picked them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We picked the well, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, right, uh, and in terms of out with the top two, Lyndon right. Dykes is running away with that one. Declan Gallagher, um, not too far behind actually. And for the young player, which we'll get onto maybe in a while, Lewis Ferguson, almost half the votes. Uh, for him in that one So keep voting on there Or let us know on the phone 01419511025 Let's take a call from Frank In Kilmarnock Hi Frank Hi Gordon Hope you're well um, Evening to Mark And Jim as well Same goes to you guys Thank you Frank. Uh, Frank Guys as always I've been listening in the last couple of nights um, I've heard a lot of Rangers fans Nearly uh, Actually them all Up until one call up tonight um, mentioning how Celtic are being handed a title um, we could have had helicopter Sunday etc and all the rest of it can I just um, say to the Rangers fans out there that the only bit of handing a title to Celtic would be um, to actually go back and look at your own team and what they've done after January um, they fell apart um, and our team went on and, and absolutely done what they usually do they, they come back for the bye they put the foot down in the accelerator Brilliantly by Scott Brown and managed superbly by Neil Lennon, and they just 
They went out and won it, and they were going to stretch it even further. And for any Rangers fan who actually believes that Celtic were going to lose five of the last eight fixtures that they still want to play, Celtic have only lost 11 fixtures in the league in the last four seasons. Rangers, I think since they came back in 2012, have never went in a winning run more than five games. And post-split, 15 fixtures in total since um, they came back from Dubai. Rangers haven't put a winning streak together of more than two games. So how on earth was any person out there believing that Rangers were going to win the league? And I know that the majority of neutrals, um, and I know Matt falls into that category, the job he does and Jim does, he's an independent manager. I'd say 99.999% of people out there thought there's only one team ever going to win the league and that was Celtic. So Rangers thought, try to say the SPL, handy as a title. Look at your own team. I can remember back in February, you were actually calling, some people were calling for Gerard's head when they got knocked out of the cup after getting beat off at Ham- uh, Hearts and losing at home at Hamilton. Guys, start looking in your own mirror before you start saying anything about TNT titles. Celtic won nine in a row by merit. Um, end of story. That's it. Forget your asterisks. Um, and I've got one more quick point right, let's, let's deal with that one first Because th- this type of debate won't surprise you It's been rumbling on for weeks It'll rumble on for decades probably to come <laughs> Does it come though I mean, Frank's you know, referencing the fact that Rangers were never going to catch up Does the frustration from Rangers fans Come from a genuine belief that they were going to catch Celtic Or a frustration that we'll never know I, I think you never know But I also think that you know, most people, as Frank said, would would think that Celtic would have won the league, and I I don't. I mean, me personally, I think it was absolutely nailed on that Celtic would have won the league. Um, I, you know, Rangers' form was average at best from the turn of the year. Celtic's form was exceptional domestically after the turn of the year, and and I think that they had the, the you know that head of steam. Um, they were motoring forward. I don't see any way that Celtic would have lost the title and I don't see any way that Rangers could have had enough in the tank um, to, to, go and, to go and win those remaining games. You know, of course, mathematically, it was feasible and possible, but it was highly unlikely. So I, I, I agree that Celtic thoroughly deserved the league. I think we're going to win the league. And I think, um, you know, even, even I think, the majority of Rangers fans would would, would would understand that. But I also understand the Rangers fans, of course, it hurts for Celtic to win nine in a row. They're not going to accept that, you know, with a smile on their face. It's going to be through gritted teeth. And they're going and they're going to make the points which they're absolutely entitled to yeah, do. Because in fairness, Mark, people who, who disagree with Frank, that's, what, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's not all based around the fact that Rangers were definitely going to come back and catch Celtic. It's just about the way that it's happened and the fact that the opportunity however big or small that opportunity was has, has been taken away yeah I mean there's a, there's a number of factors you know the fact that it's a, a significant number in, t- in, in terms of nine uh, you know had it been three, four or five or something I don't think they'd be as big so it takes Celtic one step closer to ten and what Rangers need to do is start at the top in their club to the manager to the players uh, to the supporters boardroom level is they, they, they need to forget about it now Because it's done And they need to find a way to go and, and stop um, 10 uh, Which isn't going to be isn't going to be easy we, Again we don't look like the landscape of Scottish football Is going to be moving forward As we move into the new season And whenever that may be But there's a big challenge um, on, And there's no point When you're facing a challenge like that, There's no point in looking at your rivals Or trying to blame something else It's about finding out what your problems are 
And doing your best To correct them And that's what Stephen Gerrard And his staff And his players will, will need to do But I think you have to look At your form Mark And Rangers form Wasn't good enough After, no, the, the, after, after the turn of the year it was There's abs- next to no evidence To suggest yeah, that Rangers the, Would have the, overturned the, the, it The, that's the, the form was really poor And I think if you look At the form If, if, you, if you've won every game And it's neck and neck And you can think Well okay but you know, there's a bigger, there's a a better case for for a, a debate and an argument. But the forum would suggest that I mean, even Stephen Gerrard himself, people are saying, is he too honest? Is he too critical? All these sort of things. I think people sometimes, even in a couple of months, tend to forget that he was questioning, you know, some some of the the contributions of his players. Although he was saying he's not giving aid up, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But the the forum would suggest. I mean, he's top top player. As you mentioned, top players of the year. Marielas had completely lost forum. You know, so you know when your top goal scorer loses form and you're searching for other players, then to me it was really highly unlikely that Rangers could have clawed back 13 points. Frank, you want to come back in? Yes, um, I agree with both, uh, both what Jim and Mark were saying. My, my second point was just something I was I tried on the last couple of nights to go out and say fantastic, well done in Neil Lennon, who's created history of being the first player and manager to win five titles um, as a player and five titles as a manager. And, I was probably one of the Celtic fans. I'm, I'm honest enough to come out and admit it after the cup final when he was appointed. I was like, well, I mean, all the names are being banished about with Mourinho and stuff. But actually, when they stand back and look at it, you need to start, stand back and say, do you know what? I need to treasure who we've got as a manager. He is a true Celtic great. Um, I think you look at his signing records and some of the players that Neil's put from nowhere, you're like, who's that? And, and they're just went on and brilliant. I think Neil's done a tremendous job. I think the football we've played this last season has been as good as Brendan's um, first season. The football has been a joy to watch, so just to say well done to Neil. Um, and second thing is, I think that we are witnessing, and Jim kind of said it, Scott Brown to me is now Celtic, I know he is in terms of honours, but he's Celtic second best ever captain. Um, and he's now up to 19 honours as a captain. He's seen all nine big championships. And yes, he is a contender for player of the season. Um, but to me, I agree. I think it was Mark that said that Fraser Foster, actually, when you look at it in terms of big, big, big game turning moments in terms of penalty saves and League Cup finals and in Europe, he's been an absolute man mountain. And it was like, and again, another masterstroke by our manager, Neil Lennon. And just to say that it's been a great time to be a Celtic fan given the crisis that's happened in the world it's hard to say that but you know what I mean guys it's a football programme um, and I just cherish the fact that I've done nine in a row I've, I've lived to see it um, my dad keeps telling me about his nine in a row so it's great to live through one and long may we get an, another one to go and do ten but just to say to everybody Rangers fans Celtic fans everybody out there stay safe um, I'm not one of these bitter guys but um, thanks for taking my call guys No problem nice of you to say Frank that was Frank in Kilmarnock yeah we've not really discussed Neil Lennon's role tonight Jim and Mark he said when he was on the show on Monday that and I'm paraphrasing but something along the lines of you know taking over from Brendan Rodgers was was the hardest challenge he's ever faced yeah. you talk about you know big shoes to fill and, and Frank's right I remember cup final day at Hamden Neil Lennon's announced that full time as the permanent manager some of the Celtic fans were not having it not having it at all and no, so no. because obviously Celtic are the, the biggest team they've been the most successful they've got the most money it makes them favourites to go on and win a league and win cups yeah. but to then handle that sort of expectation and, and following on from the previous regime and stuff he's, clearly that's a, a box ticked yeah I mean I, I think as well uh, I can't remember if it was when Neil Lennon got the job permanently or when he was in the kind of temporary role caretaker role whatever the official title was I, I think there was a number of Rangers fans as well so you know delighted yeah um, because this this is the kind of best sign that Rangers have made, if you like, in terms of this this is going to give us a, a pass towards 
um, winning the league again, and, and, and it didn't turn out that way. But yeah, I mean, I, I, when you hear Frank saying there in terms of Neil Lennon's record, has he been appreciated properly as a Celtic manager? I'd have to say, no, probably not. And now when you look at his record and you look at what he inherited, albeit inherited a right good team, but it was a team that weren't as good as they were in the first year under Brendan Rodgers. He had to revitalise a few players. He's had to change his formation this season. Uh, if you think back to getting knocked out of the Champions League with Kluge mm-hmm. beating a lower league team and penalty kicks in the League Cup at Celtic, whoever it was, and back then there's a lot of... Here, what's going on? Has it been the right decision to bring back? Was that uh, the Neil extra Lynn? time Dunfermline game? Is yeah, that the one you yeah. well, I can't remember who they played. Um, but uh, that. So when you look at it, you, obviously you take Jock Steen out of the equation. So in the past 40, 50 years, who's there been? Billy McNeil, Martin O'Neill, Gordon Strachan, Brendan Rogers. David who's been the best? David Hugh, Who's been the best? John Barnes. manager. <laughs> yeah, John Barnes. Uh, after Jock Steen, I'd be very. Do you know what I think it's now It's very hard to see Past Neil Lennon Gary's a Rangers fan He's in Thornley Bank I think you've got Player of the Year Suggestions for us Gary Absolutely How are you doing guys Alright Not bad How are you Uh, Not bad Not bad What you got Right I'm absolutely astonished That there's not been More talk of Morelos in this Mm. I really am I mean He's been the top goal scorer In the country He was the top goal scorer In the Europa League He's done You know he's done it On all stages That he's played in So I don't really, you know, how Edward can be running away with this poll. You know, it's obviously majority of Celtic fans are obviously voting on that, but just to see what the the guys think, because I just don't feel Morelos has been spoken of for what he's done. Well, what do you think, Gary? Let me put it back to you first before I get the guys, because it's it's an unavoidable part of this is is the timing. It happens with every single award, and. Going into award season, if you like, Morelos has scored, I think it's one in his last 12, was it? None in his last seven, something like that. So that that must count against him a bit. Well, no, not really, because it's, it's player of the year over the course of the entire season. Exactly, so, and, 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 fr- and from the second half of the season, he's been a shadow, is he not? But he's, he's yeah, okay, I get, I get that, right? He's not done much in the second half, but... What he's done in the first half is still being enough to have him being the top goal scorer. Yeah, absolutely, that, and that can be possible if you're talking overall, overall goals, all competitions. Mm-hmm. He does outscore Edward this season, twenty nine to twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's obviously very tight. But Morelos scores more. If you're talking league, Edward's got twenty two in the league. Morelos has got twelve. Um, so Gary's putting up the point that you can do enough in the first half of a season to. Yeah, it's it's a good argument. You know. If, well, if the votes were cast at, at, the, at the winter break, I probably would have voted uh, Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, and I think then I, I was saying he's a tw- he is the real deal. You know, I remember the qualities finish away to Porto and some of his European goals. As Gary said, I thought, my God, this this boy has really come on a ton. He is looking a twenty five to thirty million pound striker all day long. But then you assess him in the second half of the season when Rangers have really needed him, Gary too. And you look at him, you know, reporting back late after being given time off by the by the manager, the suspensions, the the yellow cards, you know, I think you have to speak to his teammates privately. Uh, they felt very light down by him uh, a few times this season, not just in games, but, you know, day-to-day stuff. He, his manager was certainly let down by him, giving him a number of chances. So when you put all that into the pot, he is an absolute top talent and he, and he will become, and, he, and he'll continue to be uh, a top striker, but could I vote from his player year? No, because I, I don't even think he's been Rangers 
best player And I know he's prolific And he scores the goals And stuff like that But taking everything Into account The full package I, I couldn't vote for him As, as player You're not now But had you offered me In, in uh, December the 30th I would have probably said yes Yeah I mean I, I just feel as I say You know he's He's done it On the big stage as well Which Edward Hasn't really You know that's for me, it's about, you know, not just what you do in the league, but what you can do at the top stage as well. Yeah, I, mean, I think Edwards had a couple of cracking finishes in old firm games you've, you've got to remember, Gary. And we class that as a big stage here. Yeah. Grant, I think... That's what, wins, that's what wins your titles. Yeah, Gary, I wonder if the problem for Morelos in this debate, if you like, is... And by the way, I want to be clear, I'm not saying it's his fault, but, but they must be linked. His dip in form has coincided with... With Rangers dipping form, you know, if you're looking for a guy to to fire goals that, that that keeps you on on Celtic's coattails or keeps you above Celtic, he wasn't able to do it in the second half of the season, and Rangers weren't able to to keep up the pace. So, is that maybe part of of people's thinking because your your talisman is is the one who kind of carries a lot of the hope? Uh, but you you can't just pin that on one man, Gordon. No, no, I said we're that not a, we're not a one man team. Do you know what I mean? Okay, I hear the dipping form, but. It's also down to the other players to kind of make up for that as well. You know, the the best players in the world have dips in form. It happens to everybody. Do you know what I mean? So it's... I mean, there was a time when he first sort of signed for his and he went kind of... I think there was a point he went three months without a goal and then just started rattling them and for fun, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big admirer of Morelos as a player, but the bottom line is, as you, as you said, Gary, it's not a player of half a season, it's a player of a season. And it's about consistency from, from day one to, to the final, the the end of uh, February, or middle of March, when, when the season closed down. So, uh, you know, for me, this this half of the season, he's, he's, not, he's not been anywhere near the player. Uh, and, and I think not just as a goal scorer, but just as a as a player himself, I think he's 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 his mind seems to be elsewhere. Obviously, uh, the manager um, Stephen Gerrard was was really disappointed in him. I think um, you know then obviously Rangers are an injury to Jermaine Defoe and in and we, we, with the the suspensions that uh, Alfredo Morelos picked up as well, both both from from you know uh, in discipline and also from the club. Uh, it was it was a difficult time for Rangers, and and I think. He's, he's, he, yeah, listen, we know he, he, he comes from a different cultural background And there's different different ways But he's been here now for a good couple of years So for me, he's got the talent But he's still got to, to learn you know, How to play for Rangers in Scotland And the responsibility that that brings And that for me uh, means that he's, he's As I said, he's, he's, not, he's not at the same level And also, you're going about goal scoring and comparisons But we've mentioned Edward's a different type of player Morelis is a in my opinion An out and out Penalty box player uh, In and about the penalty box He's superb His balance His movement uh, His sharpness Of finishing is, is, is terrific But Edward Is a more, more Contributes to the play Outside the box uh, Paul Rooney's pointing out That Edward still Possibly get two games to play And could end up top scorer Because of the Scottish Cup Quite right I just have no idea When they'll be So uh, Thank you Gary In Thornley Bank Some interesting comments From Neil Doncaster Coming up next And a stinker Of a teaser as well the Full Time Teaser with scottishsun.co.uk Get all the latest football news and opinion.
Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here Time for them to tackle this full-time teaser It is a stinker, it, it really is I make no apologies for Usually it um, No, it's worse than usual, I think yeah, I tried it with some of the guys in the office I say some of the guys, there's like one person because it's it's down. Wait, there's no one here. I tried it with the one guy who's in the other side of the office earlier um, Chris Doherty sent the question in He says, during Celtic's nine in a row Can you name the 11 players that have scored But only once In the league so across that nine in a row run, eleven players have scored one a league goal. goal. League, they've scored a league goal, but only one. Oh God! So you're going Can back you to name them. So you're back to Neil Lennon's time. No, even mm-hmm. he's got more. Did he not? He, he did he not score two games in a row or mm-hmm. something? Right, like that? Did he yeah. not score, score twice and then yeah. miss a penalty for a hat trick or something? Oh, he fair. skied it over the bar. Anyway, Mastoyevich. No, but yeah, it's, it's mm. decent Fr- enough. Frimpong. No. Uh, Won the league Bayata No you got a good few um, I'll tell you in terms of Ball and goalie No I, I wouldn't worry too much about The current team The sort of current Right Yeah No a... nobody in the current team Not Greg Taylor or anyone like that No Now there's some who are probably still on the books But you're yeah, There's a couple I think are still technically Ku- on the books Kuwasi No uh, I'm trying to think like, like Shved that's uh, Alzani No Dembele No No, no the young boy Karamoko no, no. no. <laughs> Young Scottish yeah. There's a couple of young Scots Who uh, I think are still on the books But uh, Well Ewan Henderson uh, and, Anthony yeah. Nelson Yes Anthony Nelson Well done I've got one And um, Who's the boy who went to Dundee and Lone Left side Calvin Miller, not him. Uh, Calvin Miller, that's the one I was thinking. Um, Still there. Mm-hmm. I think he was out in loan last season. English, maybe League One, I think. League One, League Two. No, I don't, I don't. Have right, you maybe had? Uh, I'm trying to think if you've had him on loan, Duff. Mm. No, no Aidan Nisbet. No, no, he's not. But just in case he was one of them, you know, like one of those ones. Or he holds Lindsay. a record for being a youthful goal scorer. Um, no, I was going to say. Oh yeah, I know his name. I, I, I was at the game. It was um, Ronnie Dyla's um, last game in charge of Celtic. Yes, um, I was my honeymoon, oh, and I kept uh, refreshing. I, no, it was, and Celtic just kept scoring. Was Edmund Barton? Jack Aitchison. Jack Aitchison. Before you were there. Just before. Right, I lay there. off the hook. Right, Jack Aitchison. Yeah. Right, two down, nine to go. During Celtic's nine in a row, eleven players scored just one mm. league goal. Paul. Gary Waugh has swooped in on Twitter with a cracker as well. Paul Telfer. Nope. Mo Camara? Nope. Mo Mosilla? No. <laughs> I'll give you some thinking time. Uh, let's hear a bit from Neil Doncaster. He's warning that any legal action by Hearts will hit other clubs in the pocket. The Tynecastle side, as you'll know, are said to be considering next steps after being relegated from the Premiership. But the Chief Exec says it's up to them, of course, but everyone just must be aware of the consequences. I think it's really important that any club um, you know, makes uh, its own decisions um, you know, because they're an independent business. Although they're one of 42 member clubs within the league, each uh, club and each board of each club uh, has to do what's right for their club. Um, but as I've said previously, uh, any action that's taken by any member uh, against the league ultimately is taken uh, against members as a whole. Uh, we don't hold uh, reserves year to year, um, so any action that any one individual club takes, uh, effectively, uh, the burden of that would fall on on all the other members. So it remains to be seen what Hart's next move is, and for some people, that statement from Neil Doncaster is a, 
a shrug of the shoulders They say well Obviously Because the SPFL is the clubs They don't have a reserve of money So the money will have to come out of the other clubs He's just stating the obvious mm-hmm. And then of course but Hearts fans for instance Might feel That again you know It's a bit sort of I don't know if threatening is the right word It's not threatening But, but you know they, They'll feel like it's Neil Doncaster sort of trying about, to warn them off, kind of warn them off, and and they feel that they've got every right to just you know do what's right for them. Yeah, listen, we said before when when it comes to votes, people look at self interest. So when it comes to a situation where a club being relegated, like Hearts, and they feel it's unfair, do, do they believe that legal action is the right way to get down? I mean, again, I, I I don't see how how you can if you if you've got a a, a decision to make and you and within the rules. Clubs have got a vote, and the vote is that the league is finished. Then, personally speaking, I think you've got to, you know, deal with that. As far as the reconstruction side of it's concerned, again, I, I'm getting a little bit frustrated with that as well, Gordon, because they had a vote, you know, and, and, and half a dozen of the clubs, I think it was, decided no, they weren't going to, they weren't going to do it. Now it's like, well, we had to, maybe we're looking at a temporary vote now. Mm-hmm. So wait, wait a minute, a temporary vote's just, just literally for one or two clubs. You know, it's not for the good of the game. It's not for, you know, the overall benefit. As I said here a, a few weeks ago, if that was going to be the case, that should have been mm. in the proposal initially. Yeah. But there is obviously, Mark, an overriding feeling that it is simply unfair on Hearts, on Partick Thistle and on Stranraer and how can we fix it? That's the bit. That, that's why we've still not heard the end of it. I mean, I don't think we've had an official vote. What we had was a situation where the Premiership clubs basically said, nah, not for us, and then we knew it couldn't go any further. Um, but Anne Budge is... Trying again, mm-hmm. and if not, then it, it might be a legal route. Well, I, you know, funny, I, I, I think um, Sir Kenny Douglas in his column in the Sunday Post made a great point at, at, at the weekend. If you've called the league Celtic, the champions' hearts are now. I think it's really unfair on hearts because yeah. it's so tight, real unfair. However, it's been called. Mm-hmm. So if hearts further down the line think there's a legal challenge, what's the top Rangers going back and having a legal challenge to go and try and? Restart it again To try and win the title Or Aberdeen To say well actually I think we could finish third We, we wanted to start up again mm. Or Hibs to get back In the top six So look it, it's, it's not right Is It's unfair But you can't You can't stop start There's got to be a consistency 2019 And 2020 season Is finished is there It's not, not been fair Is there not a difference finished. though Is there not a difference though Because The Rangers situation The Falkirk situation The Inverness situation they feel hard done by because of what might have been. They uh-huh. maybe would have got money, whereas if you get relegated, you, you are 100% facing the financial consequences yeah. of that. So it's a bit different, is it not? No, I, 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 look, I think it's unfair, but I don't think you can just keep dipping in and out of something. At the end of the day, you know, reconstruction. What are we reconstructing? When are we going to play again? What are we selling? What is the TV thinking about it? Look, it is not fair, and I feel for Hearts and Partick Thistle. But the decision has been made. You have to get on with it. Yeah. I mean, Hearts, Paddy, Thistle, and Ra are all unfairly relegated. Absolutely. And we all agree with that. None of us think that, that this is fair in, 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 in an ideal world. You know, that, that wouldn't have been the case. But it's not an ideal world. A decision had to be made. And the decision has been made to call all the leagues. All of them now. It's done. It's finished. And it, for me... If Hearts want to go down to a legal action, listen, it's Anne Budge's club and she's perfectly entitled to do what she thinks is best. But for me, I think it's just throwing bad money after, or throwing good money after bad. Uh, well, Hearts may yet be saved by reconstruction. We don't know. Here's what Neil Doncaster had to say on that topic. Anne Budge of Hearts uh, is keen to, to come back again with a, another resolution looking at uh, reconstruction. 
uh, around an enlarged premiership, and clearly that would have the consequence uh, of effectively avoiding relegation for, for those clubs uh, relegated as a result of the, the early curtailment of, uh, of season 1920. So that, that would be certainly uh, Hearts, uh, Partick Thistle and Stranraer if, if that were to come to pass. Um, so it, it's something that you know, a number of clubs have said they're open-minded about. Um, I think there is a, a sympathy for the position that the relegated clubs uh, find themselves in. Uh, and we'll see where it goes. So ultimately, you know, we await the, uh, the proposal. Uh, and I know that a, a lot of clubs will want to look at it with a, with a really open mind. Zell is in Dumbarton. What do you think of that Hearts situation? How you doing, lads? All right? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Uh, I've got a problem with it, actually. There was a meeting Monday with SPL, and it wasn't a majority decision. Ten clubs didn't vote ten to season. Hearts and Rangers, no. Apparently it was unanimous. All 12 clubs, including Hearts, wanted to end the season and relegate themselves. So how can they possibly take legal action? Well, well, there's a subtle difference in that, remember, that the proposal a few weeks ago, that was the one to end the season, and that's the one that Hearts and Rangers voted against. This thing over the weekend, that was really... More about the timing Do we curtail the season now And everyone agreed In the sense that Yeah we're not going to be able To play any more games But that doesn't mean That Hearts or Rangers Necessarily agreed with The original proposal They voted against that But they conceded That we can't finish this season Now And, and, and therefore we Can make me a statement And say it was a unanimous decision Well it was That's what I'm saying It was a unanimous decision On Friday slash Monday but that's not the decision that, that you think it is. The, 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 the proposal set this in motion a few weeks prior, Jim. Yeah. No, listen, I mean, I think it's, it is a bit confusing, you know, for, for, for people, you know, listening because the, 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 the SPFL did say it was a unanimous, you know, uh, agreement, I think, probably by everyone that the season had to finish. You know, there was no possible chance of football. And I think that's what they've agreed to. Yeah. And then hearts are. Part of that um, because it was, but obviously in the background, Hearts believe that there is still scope for you know to go to clubs and say, listen, okay, we've agreed to finish this season, but next season there could be um, you know extra an extra couple of clubs come into the the Premiership, mm-hmm. and obviously one of them would be would be at least be Hearts. So therefore, you know, it's a diff- it's a different proposal, Zell, but the. I agree with you. It is a bit confusing when it comes out like that. and uh, But, you know, again... That is... It seems to go around in circles a bit too much. Th- that will be the SPFL's position, ultimately. What Zell mm-hmm. says or along the lines of that, Mark, is... Well, the club's voted for it. The club's voted for this to happen. Now, I don't know enough about the legal process to know... Is that enough to get you off the hook? I don't know. Hearts obviously think that they've got a, a good legal case and I'd imagine they're taking on advice all the time. In fact... Does it give you any comfort to just remember that this isn't only us? This is just what's happening across the board. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Lyon are kicking up legal fuss in France because yeah, they feel they've been and, robbed well, for a different reason. In, in the Netherlands, Holland. So, um, yeah, but there's yeah. going to be a lot of this type of stuff. There is. Again, there's no perfect scenario, and in, in hindsight, you get thing. But one thing that we always did see in this program consistently uh, on a Wednesday night was was the what really baffled me was why the rush for that forty eight hours to make. Such one of the biggest decisions in Scottish football history that that had to be rushed in 48 hours that just wasn't right absolutely not right to rush that and I still don't know why I think Neil Doncaster alluded to I mean, kind of yeah to- totally, a totally bit, I think what, that, what it could have yeah. been done with so rather than rushing that decision you say look mm-hmm. this is a possibility that we're looking at this is part of the proposal 
can we get through this? So rather than like rushing through and voting mm. that hearts are down, thistle down, so rather than down, Falkirk are they getting up? And then you try and reconstruct the Oscar family about, have we just taken our time? And look, we might just reach the same decision. But again, so what's the, di- what's the difference then? Because now when we look at it with hindsight, you know, if and it's a, such a huge because you, you could have voted for what's happened, but with the caveat of a of a reconstruction. And so Hearts Celtic won the league. Hearts finished bottom. Rangers are second. So even you look at Kelty and and and, and, and Brown and stuff like that. What to wear? Like, okay, you 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 look at the whole of Scottish football, not just champions and and relegation. So. It was rushed And they really really messed up badly By rushing that decision through Okay thank you to Zell 01419511025 We're looking for 11 players Who scored one league goal And one league goal only During Celtic's nine in a row You've got Jack Aitchison You've got Anthony Ralston I'm trying to think Baird get the Norwegian? No I thought you were going to get it there uh, Berichter Yes Berichter Tonev No Tyler Blackett No Andre Blackman No but I mean that, This is the this is the type of player Gamboa. You're looking for No <laughs> Jim No I, I've not got any I, I, Berichter was the only one I had Berichter um, Derek Berichter But Try to think uh, Going tough. back it's Tough uh, Tough uh, Tough well, Obviously Going back to Neil last, Lennon's last, first time Yeah, yeah around about so the Lennon, Strachan as Ronnie well no, it can't be Gordon Strachan. Oh, no, sorry, Lennon's first. Sorry, yeah, Lennon's Neil first. Lennon, spell, yeah. Ronnie Dyla, Brendan Rogers, and then mm-hmm. so I'm, to- I'm toiling. There's a guy in here that uh, they, I believe they call him the the Korean Mark Wilson. They don't actually have made that up. Chadri, Chadri, Chadri. There we go. All right, that's not bad. That's four down, five to go. Uh, we'll get them next. The Full Time Teaser With ScottishSun.co.uk Get all the latest football news and opinion We're about to speak to Davey in Lanark Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here We're asking you for Well we're asking them for the answers to this question Sent in by Chris Doherty During Celtic's nine in a row Name the 11 players that have got one league goal only During that time You've got Jack Aitchison, Dirk Baritker, Chad Dury and Anthony Ralston I'll tell you what Twitter's good at this one Leo North Pudding Has got Possibly them all uh, <laughs> C Robbo's gone For Koki Mizuno I can tell you that's wrong uh, Frank O'Rourke's got one right But he's also gone Carlton Cole Which is wrong What did you get during the break? Uh, Eric Sviachenko Yes Well done I think I heard you Getting some good ones During the break well, Glenn Lubins oh, Superb Well done And another centre half Thomas Rognia Thomas Aronia, he's in there as well. That's not Six, bad at all. Seven. You've made a dent. Lane? No. Four to get. You're looking at one striker, one centre half, one full back, and one. Good guess. I think he was an attacking midfielder or something. Utility player. <laughs> you barely saw him. I think he was an attacking midfielder. Sort of centre half, attack mid, and a full back. Yeah, I mean the full back goal was quite a well known one. Right back, left back Oh, I think he was a left back Left back? I think so Anyway, let's speak to Davey and Lanark Hi Davey Hi there eh? I think a lot of problems started after I went to break uh, Rangers in our game Gerard made nine changes I know he can, he can avoid two of them Because uh, Morelos and Taverne was appendicitis mm-hmm. I think yeah. So I think that was the start of the, the decline in Rangers this season do you think so? Going back, I mean, even though Rangers won that game and, and sort of moved on, David. but ever, ever since that game, when he, he made as many changes, 
I think the form dipped. It made that many changes for the old form game before Christmas. It was a Friday night game, the cup, and I remember yeah. um, Stephen Gerrard was very critical um, of the players uh, after it. I, I don't. I, well, I know what you're saying, David. I don't, I don't think you can you can pinpoint it on that. You know that first game because is it just more of a general post-January thing yeah, rather than that one do you game? Stephen Gerrard probably won't have How are we meant to have the answers You don't know It might be nothing specific Jim's been managing for 25, mm-hmm. 30 years He'll have a better idea than us But sometimes you can just look Maybe I don't know Can you just look too deeply sometimes Jim yeah, to try and find I, a solution I think that uh, You know What David's saying If you if you've you know, played really really well Just before the break And then you have the break You're looking for that momentum But as a manager You know that There's going to be A really tough Four months ahead of you So you're looking at your squad then and you're going in, you should be getting into that game on the back of, you know, a real positive performance and a real good atmosphere. So you actually, he threw the gauntlet down to his squad players and his squad players didn't rise to the occasion, which meant that that competition actually fell a bit flat then and talking about competition for places, which meant that Steven Gerrard really wanted those guys to be pushing those, if you want to call it, automatic first team guys. And they mm. didn't. And I think that sent a kind of a negative message Maybe into the group, into the players, and into the manager because the manager's thinking, wait a minute, if we if we don't, you know, click straight away, I've I've got nothing to change here. These guys are not good enough, yeah. and I think that's how it proved. I think I think that the when they come back in, the normal, if you want to call it the normal group of players, when they changed it back round again, there was just an edge missing, and they had no one pushing them from behind. And at big clubs, you need, you need to it. be pushed. I mean, there's been talked today, Davey, that the rumor mills. It's turning It looks like Yanis Hadji might be close to, to making his move A permanent one Is that something That would excite you? Yeah But what about Cranberry? Is he way back to Hibs? Well not after his comments When he left I don't think But I mean yeah Contractually You know Contractually I think you're right At the moment Davey um, Hadji Yes or no for you? Yeah as long as Any big club Comes in for him abroad <laughs> Yeah that's the thing I mean we Let's be honest We didn't see it Enough to make a But based on what we did see I mean thinking of the Braga game yeah, and so on A bit of quality about him yeah, I think it certainly brings uh, An extra bit of quality to, to the Rangers team I think if Rangers are able to Agree another loan I, mean, I, I see there's a fee of maybe £4 million Being mentioned back in I would imagine the current financial climate That, that, that might just be too rich For Rangers It might be on, on, you know, to, to, to spend and one player uh, So we'd, we, I think they'll wait and see What like the market's going to be But if there's a chance of getting him It's to bring him back uh, Bring him back Hadji um, On loan I, I would take that all day long Yeah I mean he's got ability There's no doubt about that And Rangers need that Canberra for me Is still another inconsistent player I don't think he's consistent enough To warrant You know Going in and playing for Rangers I think Rangers have to be looking at better uh, I think Don't get me wrong I think in the games he came on He, he did make an impact and, and Sorry Duff Who would you take Lyndon Dykes or Florin Canberra Neither, if the truth be told, but uh, if I probably had <laughs> no, no, because I don't think any of them are good, good players. I think that they are good players, but just what Rangers need but to I get think to that Rangers, level. If Rangers are going to challenge Celtic for a title, I think they had to be better than that. That's that's not without mm. being disrespectful to the guys you mentioned. About the two of them, what one did you probably go for? Dykes, yeah, because I think he's a, he's been a little bit more consistent over the last couple of years, and I think he's got he's got, he's got a bit to go, he's still, still got a bit to to to, to learn, and I think he's, he's he's a guy that would be a good squad player for Rangers, but. I think means have a bit okay. more quality if they want to challenge Celtic. Thank you, Davy and Lanark, very much. Um, 
What about this teaser anymore? Gary was throwing all sorts of names in. Nah. He's doing all right, but he's. he's <laughs> I'm just trying uh, to think of one. Kieran O'Grady, he's got about it's seven a full of back, them. Fullback things get getting to mm-hmm. definitely a left yeah. back. And a, and a wonder goal, aye. Uh, well, well, no. No. I said memorable and oh, big, right. but definitely not a wonder goal. That. That, ah, that, that's an important a, a, a factor. Tap over. It's no, not Mark Wilson, is it? No, it's not. No. It's not the mushroom. Um, just a, you, you lose. Well, here's the thing. You said, "Is it a tap in?" What if I told you, "No, it definitely wasn't a tap in. It was from range, but it still wasn't a wonder goal." So why might that be? Oh, the the the, 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 goal, the, the, oh, uh, the, the left back. The goalie yeah. through. An old firm game. Alan McGregor was a goalie, and it was a uh, uh, El Kadiri. El Kaduri, I'll give you that. I'm not that, not that strict. Okay, we're down to the last three. Let's move on and speak to Jim and Larbert. Hi, Jim. Hi there. Um, I'm a hip supporter, so I've no axe to grind about um, anything with the old firm. Okay. Other than the fact that I think Celtic do deserve the championship, uh, I, I do get a wee bit annoyed about uh, some of the Celtic fans who, um, let's say, if the shoe was on the other foot, and Celtic were 13 points behind, uh, they, 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 for some reason, wouldn't be complaining either. So um, I'm, I'm not quite sure about that one. Uh, I, I Jim, is that, that not the way the world works? Because then you can flip that in its head and say that if Rangers were 13 points clear, they would definitely want the title. That's 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 our currency here. But, yeah, and my next point is the fact that I don't take any um, offence out of that. That's football, mm-hmm. that's the way it should work, and it's a competitive game. But my my next point is, you thought I had a, a lot to play in this, and, and I do think our Scottish uh, FPL did uh, get a lot of criticism, some of it justified, some of it I think a bit over the top, in so much that UEFA said, 26th of May, you got to call this, uh, or have situations in place to finish your leagues. So, we, we, in a way, had no real choice, and I think that the right decision was made. But there's a time bomb waiting in Europe, an absolute time bomb. The four big associations, uh, I don't so much think about England because, um, you know, the, the, there's a big gap there. But let's take Spain, for example. You've got Barcelona, two points in front of Real Madrid. God forbid, and uh, please don't think I'm wishing this, but if they start a football and have to stop it, the first question would be, because they haven't nominated, what would actually happen to their champions? Would they be allowed to nominate then? Because they've already given assurance to UEFA that mm. they can play it out. And B, if you had to call a league and say Barcelona is two points in front of Real Madrid, then our little goldfish bowl in Scotland, <laughs> with a society, you know, with the international repercussions of that, you know, so I think sometimes we just do ourselves down and we are better than what we think we are. Yeah, maybe, maybe because, you know what, when you look around at this, the similar sized leagues or the leagues that are in our position, we've not done anything different from them, really. Of course, the Netherlands, they were levelling points, they didn't give out a title. Yeah. But Belgium the same, France the same, uh, Wales will found a league that's smaller than ours, <laughs> but, but they did the same yesterday. Jim makes a good point. That's why you have to really... Just cross your fingers And see the leagues that are starting back You have to hope that they somehow finish them Because if they don't uh, Goodness knows how they would sort that Yeah they don't But they'll, they'll, they will have to make decisions That's the bottom line Whether they, they, they do As the Dutch have done And, and say listen the, the top of the league gets to the Champions League But not an actual official title 
or whether they go on a, a points an average points uh, uh, basis or whatever I'm saying but they will they will make a decision there won't be there'll be people unhappy about it but hopefully from from the safety point of view they get them finished but if they don't they, they will I'm sure before they even start to kick a ball these these um, associations will have contingency plans even down south if they you know the they, they, whether projecting to start the league or finish the league but they will have a contingency plan Gordon that if they don't finish the league mm-hmm. this is how we're going to this is how we're going to um, you know, German, sort, sort Germany seem quietly confident the message coming out is you know don't get carried away but we've come through another we've come through a match day and there's no reason why we can't come through the rest of them mm-hmm. now you just watch and see how England, Italy, Spain how they get on well, they, they, they've, you know they've had the, the opportunity to go and keep pushing to see if they could get something over the line and, and get back started and credit to them for that you know like you see you look at the, the organisation and everything that's going into it it's a complicated uh, process and um, you know I've seen players going back to training mean, it's just it's no football looking back to I don't know what it is but it's no football um, but credit to them for, for, for keeping going they've got the finances to, to go and do it and, and as Jim said they're rightly the fact that they're, they're Germany started and other leagues are looking to start you hope that they all can get through the next 8, 9, 10, 11 yep. weeks unscathed thank you very much Jim in Larbert that just leaves enough time to round off this teaser we're looking for the 11 players who scored one league goal only for Celtic during nine in a row It's a tough question You've got Jack Aitchison You've got Dirk Baritka Chad Uri Badr El Kaduri Glenn Leuvens Anthony Ralston Thomas Ronya Eric Sviachenko Three to get Need clues Striker Wally Buck No Timothy Weir Ronnie Dyla Era I think Get the, One of these mad careers has played everywhere um, Or oh, Colin Kazim Richards uh, Yep uh, Colin Kazim Richards Right, uh, the last two probably the hardest centre back, and I mean no. you know Jack Henry. We didn't know we saw no. even less of this guy than we did of Jack Henry. Is it, Lennon's is first time. No, he's Israeli. Oh, um, uh, Rami Gershon. Rami Gershon. Well done. Well, <laughs> and the last yeah. one. Um, I feel like I saw a bit of history. I I was there when this guy got his one goal, and it, I think it was at Fir Park. It was certainly against Motherwell. He is Bosnian. Remember him? No. Oh, no. Toilet. Initials. <laughs> the initials. initials. B A. This is tough. Aljan. Aljan. No, no that's, that, you've just made that name up, haven't you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that Mister T? Barudin Atajic. Oh, I'd never get that. I'd never get that. <laughs> could you, could you repeat look, that, please? No, because it, it was a one-time pronunciation. The look on Jim Duffy's face there—he did not recognise the name. Anyway, thank you to Mark and Jim. We are back tomorrow, Thursday night, and it's the Super Scoreboard Lockdown Quiz. Mark Wilson up against Gordon DL, and how will you fare? Join us at six tomorrow and find out. Callum's up next. Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years Talk to thompsons.com